You're listening to 40K Crap Center on the Rogue Trader Network, I guess, with your host, Eagle. This is the Eagle, the better American version of a falcon, with 40K Crap Center. This week, we're bringing you the finest in gut feelings, opinions with no factual basis, and incredibly well-volumed ads for businesses slightly affiliated with this podcast. Our first interview today is with Maeve Meaton and his tournament-losing Pure Sisters of Silence. Hey, it's great to be here, Lav. Thanks for, thanks for coming on today, Maeve. Tell us about your tournament. All right, so I went into this tournament with the Pure Sisters of Silence, which I thought would be absolutely perfect against Grey Knights, which, as we all know, are reigning absolutely supreme in the wake of the Iron Hands drop-off. But... For some reason, I went 0-3 in my RTT. Well, what happened? Well, I think it was a, a factor of my uh, opponents never failing armor saves, or me placing my models wrong, or possibly even uh, bad secondary choices on my part. I don't know. I, I usually win every event with uh, pure sisters. Man, that sounds like a lot of opinions. Uh, Why don't you... Opinions, it's facts. No, okay, all right. Well... You know, I heard a rumor that you didn't sleep at all the night before the event. That seems like good tournament practice. How come not you didn't did win? I not asleep. I, well, not only did I not sleep, Lav, but I also did not drink any liquids or eat anything during the game. I went the whole tournament just like I always do. And last year, I took second at OVL. Wow. You know, those the all... smallest <laughs> event in 40K history. Those all seem like really great... And those seem like really great practices, and they feel like the right choices to me. You know, thanks for that, Maeve. Let's hit that lump. <laughs> fantastic fantastic hey welcome to uh, 40k crap center uh i'm your host john <laughs> joined as always by danny and Dave. yeah and we're we're here um i gotta tell you guys i was just lying in bed one night and in my head all of a sudden all i heard was 40k crap center it's like crap cent- <laughs> like stat center but the opposite and then i couldn't the only thing i could knock it out of my head the whole night like 20 minutes i couldn't fall asleep it was just like the ads are the same volume as the rest of the podcast. <laughs> I was thinking maybe it was a podcast about 40K players playing craps. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that could be. I would have the same win rate. That, that, that's for sure there. Um, yeah. Seven. <laughs> hey. Oh, oh so now yeah, I have eagle sound effects on the board. So thanks for that. Hell yeah! Uh, you know I have some some nice little nice things yeah, there. Some stuff zaps, with zaps, the laser and explosions and yeah. What was that recording? Uh, like a minute and a half, two minutes tops. Took us forty minutes to actually get everything together to do it. Talk through we're, it, we're, uh, we're Dave. We're unscripted. We winged that the <laughs> yeah. entire time. So yeah, we're pros. Hey, as a fellow Rogue Trader Network member, uh, Dangly Boys, D-A-N-G-L-I-B-O-Y-Z, for the YouTube commenter who reminded me that I forgot to leave any links or descriptions or spellings (gasps) uh, of other shows in the last episode, likes to point out, uh, he thinks we're scripted. (laughs) spelled it all out. I did. 
I did. Next up is uh, after the ad break, I'm going to spell out uh, for um, 40k, 40 Kabao, NZ 40 Kabao. I'm going to spell out their web address, letter sure. letter by letter. Um, and don't forget the High Lords too. Yeah. We'll have to high do Lords, that too. Yeah, high Lords of Terror too. Yeah, definitely yeah. going to do all those guys. Look at those. That's like four words. That's like 20 letters. Man, your text to speech is going to go crazy if you're. Or speech to text, I guess. In yeah, this case, we're right? gonna get uh, sued by the emperor has a speech to text device. Oh, yeah, yeah. It doesn't say much these days. I couldn't, <laughs> I couldn't be less afraid. Yeah. <laughs> oh no, two D animation, <laughs> my only weakness. Um, yeah, me too, buddy. Me too. But hey, what's going on in the past couple of weeks here? Uh, Danny and I played in a GT that was far we too did. long. Oh yeah. Um, Don't Dave played in a two technically? I I did. I started off. Dave, thank you for helping us get to numbers. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know what? I had no problem doing that. I, and uh, you know what? I got I got in two fun games, uh, and so that was good. You know. So yeah, let's uh, start with you, Dave. Well, what have you been up to the past two weeks? Yeah, tell us all about T- it. Dave. Tell us about it. Uh, well, besides being uh, quarantined away from the rest of you guys. Uh, socially isolated, I believe yeah, is sorry. the correct term. Yeah, well, John and I are in Mob Rule Studio A. Yeah. Oh, are you, Denny? I thought you were calling in from your house. No, no, no. I'm, I'm here in person, live, if you oh. will. Well, live for this recorded podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so now, by the way, you know I'm absolutely making a new intro. Uh, totally ripping off South Center with Danny the Eagle and Dave <laughs> and John. <laughs> Um, oh, Mave Meaton. <laughs> Mave Meaton. God, I love Mave. He's great. Good uh, guy. Yeah, that guy's okay. No, so, uh, you know, as everybody knows, everybody should be doing practicing social distancing, as they call it. There you go. Um, I've yeah, actually. No, you had, should. I've been practicing social isolation since I was 13. <laughs> <laughs> Finally got called up to the big leagues. Yeah, the sock with the googly <laughs> eyes doesn't count. <laughs> Your time to shine, John. That's genital isolation. I have also been oh, practicing that's a different, that. That's a different thing. <laughs> I think we've all practiced that. No, what Sadly. you were doing is general mutilation. Genital strangulation. That's what it is. Okay, sure. <laughs> Gotta, oh man, now that we put in these excellent dick jokes. Right. Dave, why don't <laughs> sure. you tell us about your games at this GT yeah, you went to? Let me mute myself so that I oh, don't please. interrupt you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, before the tournament, I'd been working on uh, our commitments for our narrative stuff, which we unfortunately can't do, obviously. Um, yeah, yeah, it's Dave's fault. It's not happening. Not the fact that I didn't paint my <laughs> narrative portion. Shh, yeah, I totally painted them. Keep the up. curtains drawn, John. Nobody wants to see your tiny ter- uh, termina- terminators. Yeah, uh, that's Danny as the tiny terminators. Yeah. Oh, Danny as the tiny terminators. <laughs> so I, I got all my stuff worked up. Uh, the demons are all red at this point. <gasps> uh, all of my guys are at least three colors plus. Wow. Uh, so I'm, I'm making wow. headway on the entire army, the 2000 points. Cause I really wanted to play it. I was looking forward to playing this last weekend originally at MJ's, but I was unable to. So I, I painted up some stuff and I went into, I, I dug out all my iron hands that I wanted to. And I threw some custodes together with iron hands just for, just to have a good time for the Iron Man tournament. Mm-hmm. And I ran, so I ran uh, three repulsor executioners, uh, a master of the forge, three whirlwinds, uh, a captain in Gravis, and a lieutenant, and then uh, a Laris Terminator captain with three jet bikes and three custode foot troops and a patrol. You know, I, I didn't want to try to bring some sort of super OP army. I just kind of wanted to bring a little bit 
have fun and not have to think about it. But as it turns out, mm -hmm. when you stop thinking about Iron Hands and solely think about how to play Chaos, Space Marines, and Demons, and Corn, you forget important rules. So I went into my first game against uh, Wallace O'Donnell, who is a fantastic Demons player, first mm -hmm. off. Newest member of FS Pro, the number one team in Alaska. Mm -hmm. He he brought himself, I think he's actually top-ranked Demons right now. He is. Right? Yeah, he's the uh, top-ranked Demons player in the ITC which hopefully has gone on hold. I'm not sure exactly what's going to happen with that, but, you know, whatever. Yeah, I don't think so. Yeah, it's, it's not going to stay, but while, while he has it. Sorry. <laughs> right. He's Keep telling your top. story. So he uh, he he charged, he brought, uh, what is it, Kargath, the Forge World uh, Greater Demon of Nurgle. Skibiathrax. Skibiathrax. Uh, the Bloated, who's actually now half the size of a regular. Uh, yeah, he's tiny. Yeah. He's a little guy. <laughs> little, little chap. But bigger somehow. <laughs> He is disgusting. He's pretty gross. Yeah, he's all right. Uh, and I forgot <laughs> Spot the better player. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I forgot an important rule. Uh, gra uh, repulsor uh, gra grab tanks have a minus two to charge, which means that his first turn charge would not have succeeded. Mm. Um, and then the game would have ended up going to me because he would have just had his dude sitting there out in the open in front of everybody else getting shot up by, you know, executioners. Uh, I ended up losing the game. I had a good time. Um, it was fun. I got to play around with custodes, charging stuff with the jet bikes, and just murderizing demons and shrikes and all sorts of fun stuff. He brought uh, 340 points of summoning, which which is just really good. His list is very solid. And the way he played it was very good, so my hat's off to him. Nice. Uh, I went into the next game against uh, a gentleman running just uh, Chaos Knights. Uh, which unfortunately is a bad matchup for him, and I ended up I ended up beating him. It, it wasn't a game that I really, you know, we we both had a good time playing, but he uh -huh. failed a five inch charge with uh, his, with a knight rampager. That oh sucks. yeah, that caught it, it was just a, it was a coin flip. But, you know, him failing that charge cost him the game. Him making that charge wins him the game. Dang. So, uh, but a, a made charges, opponent, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Don't fail that five-inch charge. He Pro had, tip. He had no CP to re-roll. He was out. I was just like, oh, dude, I can't, I can't give it. I can't give it to you. There's, you know, there's no way. I, you just failed it when you, you yeah. know, he's getting plus two from Slanish, getting minus two for the grab plates, and he rolls a three. I was like, damn it. Yeah, that's harsh. So. Say uh, la vie. So I ended up beating him. Uh, and then uh, I, I withdrew from the event because I was an old guy and I'm tired. <laughs> Somebody made me get up at like the butt crack of dawn to start playing 40k games, which, by the way, went over super popular. And I think locally, oh, dude, the, great. the tournaments are going to switch to an earlier start now. I yeah, think. I think I think in general we're going to yeah. try and try that for a bit. Please, that's the one thing I really like about tournaments out at MJ's in the Valley as opposed to Tier One is the start time. But it's ironically, yep. the, the end time is the same with driving. It's less, actually. Oh, yeah, actually. that's true. Every, yeah. I, I haven't gone to a tournament at MJ's where I wasn't home before I would have been home from Tier 1. That's because you dropped out round 2. <laughs> 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 I always drop out round 2. It's got you there, Dave. <laughs> you can't even argue with that. That's just factual. He just dropped a fucking just, eagle bomb on your right. ass. <laughs> Suck oh. on that, terrorists. Yeah. <laughs> This is the most patriotic episode of Mob Rules we've ever done.
happening? I don't know. I found an uh, eagle sound effect and I put it on I my just, board. I know. You're just, you're just hitting it, though. I was like, yeah. I don't even know what's happening anymore. Uh, but other than that, I've just been working on trying to get some stuff painted and, and stay on top of that so that I'm ready uh, and getting the guys based so that when the quarantine is over and we can do our narrative again, uh, I will whip the ever-loving crap out of John's army. That's fair. Uh, with That's Danny's fair. help because John betrayed us. That's fair. But you did betray and, Danny. And I didn't betray Danny in any way, shape, or form. Definitely didn't leave him alone on a spaceship to die. I don't remember Son that. Son of a bitch. I mean... I thought the other thing worked so so he could get off. I didn't know that he didn't get off the You asked a question literally halfway through. It was I'm like, speaking, hey, if I take I'm, this, will will Danny be stuck? And John goes, not, yes, absolutely. And I'm you go, sorry, I'm talking bad ass. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. It's not like there's video footage to prove that that's not true. Or there is. True. It's just not, not very sure. good video footage. And yeah. it's currently sitting as a, a Patreon exclusive of you think you guys so, suffered by giving us a dollar. Look at this video. <laughs> you have to watch it. <laughs> this is your punishment. I think I think not very good video is our tagline, to be honest. <laughs> uh, yeah, for, yeah, yeah, Mob Rules, 40K. Mob Rules, not very good video. Oh, with just, your host, Lav the Eagle. Yes. Yeah. See, I gotta, I gotta make a whole like just Danny Spike out of that now. I love it. Um, Danny's yeah. wife would like you to make a Danny Spike out of it too. But yeah, I, I also it's the only spike she's getting. Tell me about your unusual <laughs> method, Dave, for checking that a model's paint job is complete. Like, if I wanted to make sure the face on a model was completely painted, would I just kind of rotate it in my hand to look at it, or would it just fucking yeet it to the ground and make it explode? <laughs> <laughs> That was a completely different model that I yeeted to the ground. Oh, really? I yeah. thought it was the same. So no. I have this like image of you just like breaking a model to shit. And I thought it like, was you rub your fingernail across its face really hard to <laughs> make sure yeah. the paint is on there well. Oh, yeah. I, I Dave, make, let me check your model. When yeah, you, when with you, my belt sander. <laughs> <laughs> so I did. I So I'm using uh, resin despoilers from Forge World for uh, most of my stuff because. They've got the right kind of arms to go with the awesome chain axes that Scott Rogers, I had Scott Rogers print for me, and they look great. I was drilling a barrel on one of my lieutenants. I'm sorry, my aspiring, aspiring champion, exalted champions. Exalted? Yeah, I'm sure that's a thing. Yeah, aspiring exalted. Aspiring overlords. He's a junior John? executive in the world leaders <laughs> legion. Tell me, he's an EVP of chaos. <laughs> <laughs> I don't uh, know. He gives rerolls in combat. Fuck you. Yeah. No. So I was I was drilling the barrel and yeah, I, right. the arm the gun arm snapped off <laughs> and when it snapped off I tried to grab it which caused me to like throw the model into the air and it, I was like it should be fine uh, I was wrong. When it landed, it just died. It like the other arm broke off at a different spot. And the and best like, part oh, about all this is that we got a video of this happening. So go and check out our YouTube page for Dave Bloopers. <laughs> <laughs> it's using the same sound effects as uh, Dave Games. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't have that queued because I still have my my Danny Sting queued up, which is on like a new board. <laughs> So that's good, you know, but that that's what I've been up to trying to get through the hobby backlog. Nice. Nice. Uh, well, I have assembled at least and an undercoated my, my stuff. So, um, for my narrative challenge, I had two troop choices. Uh, so I obviously have a max unit of, uh, of 
zombie boys, um, pox walkers, and then a max unit of plague marines, which apparently is twenty. Yep. Um, so yeah, so you can have a lot of them. So I can have a lot of them. So I have those assembled and base coded. Threw a couple of flails in there. Flew a couple of blight launchers in there. Nice. Really pushing this reason we play matched play uh, narrative competition together. Um, so those guys are all assembled and ready to go. I just need to finish purpling them up. Uh, all my plagues, uh, my pox walkers are done. Uh, nice. So I really just need to do the uh, the plague marines, which I need to purple those guys up. Um, I played a game of Titanicus, uh, Adeptus Titanicus, uh, a couple of learning games with one of our buddies, Josh. It's amazing. And I instantly went out and bought an entire uh, like three thousand point army worth of knights uh, because yeah. those tiny guys just great fun uh, the the whole time. So I'm excited to to pull those guys out more. I have another game this week sometime. I'm so um, jealous, by the way. Oh, dude, and it's, they're so great. Um, so there was that, and then I played in the GT that I also organized. A little bit, a little bit of nepotism uh, going on there. Uh, <laughs> I managed all five rounds because it wouldn't be a real good showing for me to organize it. Then, like, peace out after round one, no matter how tired or sleepy <laughs> I was. Uh, but yeah, first round I played uh, Eric, who's a local Eldar player, super good player. Um, I played him, I think, three or four times now. Um, uh, I've drew, lost to him once, um, but even then, that was by a point. Um, yeah, he struggled. I I think just in this game, uh, turn two for me was just so good, like so very, very unbelievably good. Like Madeira Deos couldn't miss, couldn't <clears throat> fail but to wound. Um, nice. Everything was doing like max damage. He was failing literally all of his saves. Man, um, turn two, I got every single unit oh, in have combat. Eric, yeah. So like, uh, like turn <laughs> turn two, um, like my warp talents got in combat. So then my chaos lords got in combat. So then and it kind of it's the perfect the reason I run this list. You know, kind of game is what happened there. And then after that happened, and I taken out the majority of his army, apart from maybe like a unit of dark reapers and a couple of grav tanks. Like, he was totally in his own head at that point. Um, he could have oh. pulled it back and kind of got more points, and even, I think, in a couple of points, win, uh, won. Um, but because it, that turn two was just so demoralizing, um, and they yeah. were like, well, yeah, you know, it's, just, it's done. It's done. It's what it is. And I'm like, well, no, it's it's not really. Um, but, yeah, it, it was in his head here. So I ended up winning that game uh, 34 to 19. Oh, wow, that's a lot of points. Yeah, yeah. That, that was a lot of points. And then round two, that got you me. fool. They got me to, to foolish fool play against Greg, who ran uh, almost the exact same Eldar list. <laughs> yeah, their lists are very similar. Um, so I was like, okay, I felt pretty good about it. Uh, but the difference being um, that Greg was a lot more aggressive with his Dark Reapers. Also, I went second this game. The theme of this tournament is if I go first, I won. Um, but if I went second, I did not. Uh, so he, uh, I was a lot more, he was a lot more aggressive with his Dark Reapers. Uh, he has some dire Avengers as well, and them hitting on fives for Overwatch is just huge. Um, and mm. a lot of the buffs that they get from the custom craft world that he runs them as just had them as really good. Also, Greg's just a super good player, and although he's yeah. new with the list, he he did a really good job with them. Uh, so I ended up losing that one, thirty four seventeen. Um, next round, I played duh, 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 Taylor, uh, fellow teammate Taylor, uh, with his. Uh, weird uh, soup list of custodes and guard. Yep. Um, and then I, I made a couple of misplays, uh, but like kind of talking about it afterwards. There, after like round one, there wasn't really much I could do to win. He has a couple of really neat gimmicks that really hard counter my stuff. Um, the ability he has to drop kind of all of his custodes like within heroic intervention distance of my stuff. 
is really good um, or even just with an easy charge distance. And then using the tank aces uh, to kind of just uh, fade and fire his tanks every turn. Right. Um, so like he was keeping his main gun hidden and his big squad of Bulgarin as well are, are super nasty. Um, yep, and I made the mistake of going to take those guys out first when I should have maybe just kind of gone the other side of the table and kind of worked my way the other way. But even then, um, I maximized my secondaries, which I, I feel pretty good about doing there. I ended up losing that one twenty six to 14. So although it was like a 14 point, it wasn't a super high scoring game. So I felt good about that. Cool. Uh, round four, uh, I ended up playing uh, Jared. Jared and his Ultramarines. Uh, he had kind of uh, an older, a couple month uh, old medalist of like three uh, repulsors, uh, about 13 um, aggressors. Mm-hmm. Uh, he had um, Marnus Calgar, a lieutenant, kind of a couple other things in there. But there, there's one a thing. Thunderfire Cannon and three squads of suppressors. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there you go. Because I think you played him too, right? Yeah, I played him first round. Yeah. Um, so something that, that I found out, though, is that Daredale Dreadnoughts love aggressors. Like, they just, they would reach out and hug them very easily. Um, and then again, I think it's something where, where Jared kind of got in his head a little bit as well as I was just removing like unit after unit off the table because of these Derrideos, um, either from the butcher cannons on them or from the havoc launchers, not needing line of sight. Mm -hmm. So it really let me target down some stuff, uh, super easy. Um, but it was, it was still a tough game. Ended up winning that one 21, 19. Um, to go two and two so Ooh, that's far. Clo- that's close. Yeah, nice. yeah, yeah. It was super close. And like I said, uh, Jared did real good. It was just kind of like the last couple of turns I pulled away when like there was nothing left on the table. Yeah. Uh, some clutch stuff I did was kind of uh, being able to lock up his Thunderfire Cannon in combat. Um, so I consolidated into the Thunderfire Cannon. Oh, nice. Like, cool, yeah, go ahead and punch me, but I just, I don't want you to fire next turn. Uh, and that's kind of my thing. So I was able to negate the Thunderfire Cannon really quickly, which with my list where I'm trying to be super mobile, I, I need that thing gone. Um, but yeah, uh, last round I played Zach. Uh, Zach was running a chaos list. He had some obliterators. Um, oh, yeah. yeah, he had like two units of three obliterators, a uh, little uh, possessed bomb, and then a couple other things. Yeah, it was a really tough match, uh, but the obliterators had, like could not stand in the face of mutilators. Um, and the mutilators just kind of wiped through the, the obliterators. Or ended up winning that game 31 to 26. Nice job, um, man. It was a super close yeah, game. Well done. Yeah. Um, what really won it for me was there was a turn uh, where he failed a couple prayers onto the possess bomb. Mm. And as soon as that happens, um, we're talking after the game. And like Zach was saying, it was like when the possess bomb works, it's impossible to get rid of. Right. When you fail one or two of these key powers and I can turn my Derrideos or hitting on twos mm-hmm. or like, sure, minus two. Sure. I'm hitting on fours. Uh, who, who the fuck cares? Um, I can really work through that unit pretty quickly. Yeah. Uh, and then either force him to burn through CP auto passing morale um, or just tick that unit out. Uh, something he did though, is he, he moved the possessed bomb away from my Derrideos and towards kind of cultists and objectives. Whereas if it was me, I would kind of have just try to take out the Derrideos or at least lock them up so they can't shoot. Sure. Um, but it was a super close game. Uh, really good time. I, I don't think I played Zach before, so so that was super nice. Yeah, he's a nice guy. Uh, I ended the day 3-2 uh, overall. That's pretty uh, good, for, man. For my GT. Yeah, it's, I'm into the positive win. I'm usually that 1-2 and two guy, and now I'm a 3-2. and two. I know. So that's yeah, awesome, man. So yeah, it was a super good day. And I think what it goes to show is just um, not jumping around as much, just kind of playing things I like and not really chasing the meta and just being like, like I was like, hey, I want to run through Daredevil. That sounds like fun. And it was. 
They're they're pretty good. Did you like them? I did. I really liked the way they played. I really enjoyed the way um, I, I was able to move with them, what I was able to do with them. Those butcher cannons are just amazing. They do a lot of work. They do a, a lot of work. And the, when I can stack things, so what I like about them the most is like when I combine them with Night Lords. Yeah. So like I shoot a unit. They're now minus two to their leadership. Um, I can then charge them into combat. I can get plus one to hit now because if I use the stratagem, because I have a higher leadership than the unit I'm attacking, yep. Yep. Uh, especially against things like Imperium units where I can now proc death of the false emperor on like fives or fours. Sure. Um, yep. It's super great. So I'm really liking kind of the synergy there. And generally most of my lists nowadays are very synergistic in what they do, mm-hmm. which either means I get some great games like this happens where I'm like getting like death of the false emperors and fours or fives against Jared. And then I just have games where I'm just like, wow, like three things died. So everything fucking fell apart. <laughs> so yeah, that's too bad when that happens. Yeah. It, it is what it is, but it was a lot of fun. Um, it was a long day. Uh, it was quite draining, um, but oh, I'm it was, yeah. super glad we did it. Can't wait to do one in a year to a year and a half from now when I'm fully recovered from it. I, I'm looking forward to it next time around. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So Danny, you also did stuff. I did. Thank you. Thank you for that introduction. You're welcome. Um, yeah, so not only am I the sexiest man in 40K, but apparently I'm also the eagle. I like this moniker. Yeah, I'm we're, to take we're, this we're with gonna, me. We're really pushing that now. We're, we're branding <laughs> you. I'm going to rename myself on that, You're on a, that VIP a, chat. Yeah, America's podcast. There you go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> All right. Um, so... <laughs> Uh, let's see, as far as hobby stuff goes, I primed my Terminators, but I didn't get any further than that on them. Uh, I also built and primed a bunch of Titanicus stuff because I've also been playing that. So good. It's really fun. So good. Uh, I've been running a lot of Warhounds and that was, that's a really good time. You guys are making me want to buy a Titan really badly. Well, then buy a fucking Titan. Do it. Yeah. Dude, the problem is, is that as soon as I do, Josh will start playing 40K again. And you guys will be like, yeah, we're done with Titanicus. That's what happened Heresy. That's how I have three Heresy armies. I came in right at the tail end. It was awesome. I mean, honestly, I I feel even if like one of the players stopped playing, I would still play Titanicus. That's how much fun it is. I really like this game, Dave. It's super narrative. There's a lot of cool stuff you can do. Like, so my game against Josh ended in a draw. Because he his Titan overloaded its plasma core uh, when it strained itself by trying to go backwards and turn. And so it blew up. But while it blew up, it fell on my Titan, which blew it up. <laughs> awesome. That's how the yeah. game ended. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so I did that. Uh, I've also been slowly building some more Sisters of Battle models. Um, like I've been taking them to work with me and kind of building like three or four every lunch period that I have. Um, so that's been cool. And you have several. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> several lunches. Yeah. Or? Yeah. Several yeah, okay. lunch periods. Right. right. Um, and then uh, uh, let's see here. So I played in this GT, which was a super good time. It was. I brought Tyranids because I had a list challenge with one of our teammates, Eric Rickards. Yep. Where we both brought exactly the same list. And then whoever did the best with it won the bet. Clearly, I won the bet. I mean, clearly. Yeah. I mean, this is the only event we played. We both actually played this list at. So I I haven't seen Eric on his podcast talking about how he did. So I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to set the narrative here in the tone. Okay. Make sure. That's that's only because this is his podcast. That's fair. That's fair. Fuck that guy. Anyway. Anyway, so um, round one, I played Jared Long. Yep. Um, so this game was pretty entertaining. Uh, like he came in hot because he got the. I gave him first turn. Yeah. In fact, 
every single time I played this tournament, I went second, and usually because I chose to go second. Right. So, which was awesome. I love playing that way. It made setting up really easy and really fun. I'm really glad that I got to do that. Um, so again, yeah, Jared has, uh, 11 aggressors. He has two repulsor executioners, one normal repulsor and the normal repulsor is all DACA. And so my list has 120 termagants, three termagants, uh, two exocrines, a maliceptor, a unit of six hive guard, two units of three ripper swarms and a malanthrope. Um, oh, and two biovores. And so my army is really hoardy, but it does have some big stuff, which is basically perfect for the repulsor executioners to, to, to deal with stuff. And then also, for his aggressors to pick up everything else. <laughs> so <laughs> um, he goes first. He jumps. He is really bold with his aggressors and like moves up mid table really fast and like just starts shooting me. And he's shooting a lot of shots. Now, Jared always likes to play with the clock, which I really respect, um, especially since like I have an army that has a lot of models. I understand like somebody wanting to put me on a clock to make sure that I play fast enough. Um, oh which, yeah, for sure. Which, which, which I, I, and like, yeah, that, that's totally fair. Um, but the amount of dice that he was rolling and re-rolling, I think kind of bit him in the butt a little bit, uh, at the end because, so he was winning this game handily. Um, so first turn he goes up, aggressors come up, they wipe out a whole unit of gaunts, just dead. Mm-hmm. Um, all the aggressors together. Um, and then, uh, would you go so far as to say those gaunts were ghosts? No, I would not. I'll see myself out. Thank you. <laughs> um, he, I think he also killed like an exocrine and maybe the maliceptor. I don't know. The maliceptor was alive for one more turn. Anyway, um, so and then on my return volley, I managed to kill all of the aggressors back, which was a really good turn for me. Like, oh, yeah. That needed to happen 100%. Um, and that basically kept me in the game from him just tabling me totally. So... Um, it was kind of like a good back and forth between us, uh, killing units, removing stuff, staying in the center of the board. He made a couple of pretty smart plays. Um, I was able to bring back a lot of gaunts though, as the game progressed and I was losing turf gaunts and things. Um, eventually, uh, though he ran out of time, he clocked out. Um, and I'm a, so he, because of the amount of dice he's really, it's definitely not the models. Um, he clocked out, I think on turn four. Mm hmm. Um, and so he was scoring hold points every turn because I couldn't get to the back of the board. I didn't have anything that was quite fast enough. Um, and so I managed to get like unmitigated board control access where I was killing stuff and I was moving on to objectives and getting bonus points. Um, so had he not clocked out, he definitely would have won this game. Mm-hmm. Um, I would have lost. So the end total, the end uh, score of this game was 30 to 25. So I kind of got a, I kind of got a gift there in that game. Um, Because that army matches up real well against mine. Uh, Round two, I played against Jonathan's round three opponent. (laughs) You just called Taylor. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, he's playing you because he played played me. (laughs) (laughs) Spoilers. So, Taylor played probably one of the worst games of his life this game, I think. Like, Taylor's a really good player. He's one of our teammates. But he forgot a ton of stuff during this game. Like, he kept forgetting to do stuff. He made some bad plays and like it just kept compounding and he was getting, I could tell he was getting really tilted and frustrated, which is totally understandable. I would too. Um, he forgot to bring on, on turn three, his tank commander, uh, two units of scions, uh, and a scion commander. Oof. Oh, and a infantry squad. So I got five kills that turn for doing nothing. Yeah. 
Uh, my gaming guys, Taylor, I forgot to bring on my mutilators. Oh, that sucks. Um, yeah, he has a big unit of Alaris custodians and then a big unit of Bulgren. And uh, he forgot, he skipped his psychic phase in the first turn, so he didn't put any of the psychic buffs on the Bulgren, um, which allowed me to basically clean up the Bulgren almost entirely on my turn. Right. Damn. Um, which sucks. Like, And like I offered him, like, hey, man, if you want to go back and do that, that's fine. And he's like, no, no, I, w- I want to play by the rules, and I want to make sure I'm, I'm doing this right. And I said, okay. Um, yeah, so this game was kind of a blowout. He got a bunch of points, though. He, he like, he maxed out all the secondaries, which was good. Um, so I won this game uh, 34 to 21. Um, and then I played Greg Howard. My oh, my team. round two opponent. Yep. So first three opponents for John and I are all the same people, I think. I think, yeah. No, well, so. Oh, we, no, you no. had Jared on round four. I had Jared round four. Okay. I had um, Greg round two. And um, I didn't. I didn't end up playing Eric. So, yeah. uh, so I played I mean, Greg. There was only twenty-eight people, so it's not like you couldn't double up at oh, all. Oh yeah, for yeah, sure. For I sure. just think it's super so. weird that uh, we're we're doubling up on all of our opponents. Yeah. <laughs> um. So I played Greg. Oh, I'm I'm good. Thank you. Um. <laughs> makes for great radio. As I you're refuse welcome. a drink. Yeah. Yeah, you're welcome. Um. <laughs> I want a drink, John. Can you bring me one? I mean, it's going to be a bit, but sure. Yeah. It's going to be frozen. I'm going to kick it down the street, too. Um, Pay lay it over to me and call it a day. <laughs> Pay lay it over. You mean, should I? so should I head it to you? Because that seems like it'll be dangerous no, for me. bicycle kick. Oh, I see. Okay, I can do that. Um, yeah, so I played Greg. Greg has mechanized I am going to choose to He's not believe that whatsoever. <laughs> All right, I'll demonstrate it after the show. You can okay. get a video of it. Yeah. All right, um, so I played Greg. He had mechanized Eldar. Uh, my list is really hoardy, and he couldn't really remove Gaunts fast enough, and he made some, again, he made a couple of bad plays first turn, and I was able to capitalize on those. He moved some He moved some Dire Avengers in the middle of the board. Oh. And so I was able to move and wrap them, move Assault and wrap them with two squads of 30 Termagants. And so he didn't really have a ton to shoot at. And I basically killed a tank every single turn. Um, so I, I, that was really good for me. Um, that, 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 uh, that it definitely worked out in my favor. So I won that one 32 to 21. Um, and then I played what I thought was probably going to be the worst match, which was gray Knights. So I played her other teammate, oh, yeah. Joe, and he had gray Knights. And Joe was the points leader at this point yeah. in time. So I was definitely in second place. Um, so he had a pretty typical, well, not typical, but it was Lawrence Baker. It was basically Lawrence Baker's granite list, uh, that did pretty well recently with two units of 10 paladins. Um, so I'm like, crap, how do I kill 20 paladins? It turns out I can definitely kill 20 oh, yeah. paladins. Just shoot them. Yeah. Uh, it turns sh- out it's really good. Yeah. I can shoot them with a uh, exocrines and they do really good damage against terminators. Yeah. Especially when you boost them up to damage three. Um, and I was able to turn off the important psychic powers with the Kronos stratagem, which was really, really good. Yep. Um, so, uh, he just couldn't, he couldn't kill enough models. In fact, he just stopped shooting at Termagants. Yeah. Cause he's like, what's the point? Like, you're just going to bring them back. It's not going to hurt you at all. Like, well, I think when we played, I had like the same realization, like turn three or four. It's like, well, Jesus, what's even the point in targeting these guys? Cause you're going to just keep on bringing them back and keep on moving forward. So, uh, yeah, Joe managed to establish central board control pretty early, so I was having a hard time taking that away from him. Um, but eventually I did. Uh, so that worked in my favor. Um, so I won that game uh, 31 to 21. Man, that's weird. Hold on. 
And like the last three opponents were all scored 21 points. That's kind of impressive. All right. And then uh, last round. So I'm 4-0 at this point in time. I'm playing a top table and I draw Rob Porter. Now Rob has just beaten Rob has beaten Eric um, like maybe two rounds ago. Um, and so uh, like he knows he's played against exactly my same list already. And I haven't played against uh, like Marie. I haven't played against the Raven Guard Marines. Uh, Rob had a Raven Guard Marine list. Um, basically I couldn't deal with the grab centurions at all. Um, I did my best, but like the things that I was trying, the things that I kept trying to do just weren't working for me. And I needed to get a lucky break. Um, just because he had me on the back foot, like pretty quickly. Right. Um, yeah. like I, I poorly positioned my hive guard and that was my fault. So he was able to thunderfire cannon kill a lot of them before I was able to do anything about it. Like, if I really like, I should have realized that that unit was the key to my entire winning strategy. And so mm. like I should have defended them better and done a better job of keeping them in cover, also making them minus one to hit and also making them uh, minus one strength value to things shooting at them. And I didn't do that. So I lost most of them. I had like two left on turn one that I got to use and then they died in the next turn, well, which is, that is what it is. Right. Um, but I couldn't deal with 60 bolter shots plus the grab cannon shots against my gaunts. Like they were just cleaning that squad up like squads up left and like every time the centurion shot, it almost killed an entire unit of gaunts. Right. Which is his centurions always are brutal to me. So and it's like, not surprising. Well, so I've been playing Iron Hands, right? And like, so I'm like, oh yeah, I'll just shoot him and I'll die or whatever. And like, all my good threats were gone by the time they came in. Mm-hmm. And I it's also almost, almost like he planned it or something. No, no, no. He did, and he did really good by like like putting them in in like terrain so that I couldn't see them ever. Mm-hmm. Um, like I never got a chance to shoot at them, not even once, with anything important. Um, so yeah, no, he did great. Like no question, uh, there, uh, I wish that I would have made a couple more saves, but that's okay. Like that's the way it goes. Right. And so if I would have played the hive guard better, I think I would have won that game. Um, so I lose this game, uh, 33 to 22. Um, so I still got a respectable amount of points and because I've gotten so many points over the course of the tournament, um, actually Rob only has two more points than me overall. Uh, so that means that I still take second place, which is pretty cool. Hell yeah. Sore, sore high, <laughs> but not too high. Just like an eagle. Now, to, to clarify though, you and Eric, second best, your, your, uh, wager, if you will, which uh, was a gentleman's wager. The, the there was Falcon nothing. position. Of course. And, right. It, uh, it, it was just win loss, wasn't it? Not points total in the actual discussion. Well, no, no, wait a minute. No, it definitely wasn't win loss. It was, so it was total. It was tournament placing, of course. Was it okay? Because I thought it was just whoever could get more wins was the original bet. Because you both kind of thought that this was not going to happen. Well, I mean, you both if, went four one. Yeah, if you want to look at strength of schedule, though, I think that uh, <laughs> you'll find that I had the much harder road than he did. Did you? Because you played the same people John did. I yeah, played good people. Yeah, John played them after I... Well, Greg got a win off of you, though. Yeah, Greg got a win, but I got, I beat the other two. Yeah, but those people were all good people. Yeah. I mean, they're great people. We're not talking about their moral character, just their placing. I, I am. I'm surprisingly okay with chaos. I'll have you know. No, you should be. You, well, and, and that's not a dig. You me, should you be should, because you've been playing them for a year now. Yeah, you, I mean, you've been, you've been practicing with them. You should, you should be good with them at this point. 
you weren't good with them, I'd be like, dude, maybe it's time to hang up chaos. Just, just yeah, not, time to please play Titanicus. Yeah. yeah. Have you given any thought to playing Tyranids? Apparently, they're really strong after PA. No, no it's not PA. It's the new ITC missions that yeah. that made them really good. What help board control armies in general? Like make make them a lot better. So. I don't know. Maybe I'll bust out the orcs. Like I'm yeah. kind, of, kind of thinking about it, and like I, I like that you said maybe. There's no you. Of course, you're busting out the orcs. I'm going to use my second edition with Gasgol model. <laughs> no, you're not. Shit's ITC illegal. I, I will. I will straight up fucking spike that right in the garbage if you bring that to a tournament. I promise right. you. He's fucking lead. He'll survive it. Yeah, I was going to say first you're going to get lead poisoning when you do it though, because it's going to cut me. Yeah, <laughs> the same gas flavor, one third the size. <laughs> so, so what is the power sword represented on the old Gasco model? Is that his claw? Yeah, that's his claw. And the normal bolter that he has in his hand that's, is that uh, your twelve shot big shooter? Yep. Yeah, it is. The, yeah, the size cool. is why he gets the extra it's minus one. Face baby, that's how everything works. Come yeah, on. I believe it's gas, so it Fair. fucking is. I'm yeah, thematic. There it is. Get the get out of here. Nope. you're fired. I'm bringing on Eric. Hold on. I'm calling him right now. Oh, my God. Don't call Eric. Oh, man. Uh, anyway, we're going to take a quick break. Uh, and then when we come back, Danny has some questions from people. Oh, yeah. Do you have a single wound? A standard bolt gun? Having trouble maintaining an acceptable Xenos kill count? Only barely over two meters tall? Maybe it's time to ask your lieutenant if the Rubicon Primaris is right for you. The Rubicon Primaris is a prescription process that helps you to update that tired look. You may notice an increase in your purging abilities after two to, within two to four hours. You may experience loss of life, additional organs, and a points increase. Do not take the Rubicon if you plan on fitting into rhinos, drop pods, or other traditional vehicles. The Rubicon Primaris is not intended for second founding chapters. The Rubicon Primaris is for use on genetically enhanced super soldiers over the age of 800 only. You are encouraged to report negative side effects to your company's apothecary. The Rubicon Primaris. Because sometimes plot armor is just not enough. And we're back, but you know, I'm mm. going to take a, a back seat for this one here, Dave, because uh, you know, it's, it's not always about me. As you so often tell me. <laughs> As we keep trying to tell you all the time. <sighs> I refuse. I don't think I actually have said it's not all about you. Not to my face. Sorry, there I'm it is. protecting I myself. Can that be my bump? That's just be both of our bumps. I think so. Well, we can have the eagle explosions. I was, yeah. I was talking to uh, Danny where I'm going to be making a little 20 second bump for us to put before we talk about tournament stuff. And it'll be a crap center one. It's time to enter the crap center. So, <laughs> so if I'm the eagle, are you guys going to pick stupid American gladiator nicknames too? <laughs> You got you could one of you could be just laser burn or oh, I like I, I'm taking laser for sure. I dangerous mean, gonna... Davey and, and jovial John. <laughs> so so that your nickname so, was going to be laser laser laser. Dave's nickname comes from a botched LASIK operation <laughs> oh, so my, so that left half of his face paralyzed and unable to grow hair. <laughs> Dave LASIK. <laughs> Dave LASIK. Dave sick. Dave sick. Don't get your low, don't get your LASIK in a toxic waste dump. That's all I'm saying. Go Dave sick. I mean, Fuck you. Cheap. Don't tell me how to save money. Don't get LASIK. <laughs> get I gotta Dave buy. Sick. I gotta I'm buy Titanicus models. The only thing I can afford. 
Oh, fantastic. Oh, yeah. well, the only shirts you have are the Marlboro's ones that That's we fair. give you. I appreciate that. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> so, Patreons, thanks for clothing, thanks. Dave. <laughs> Otherwise, you would just wear rags. No food. No eat. Only wear. <laughs> only wear. We have to tell him that that's that's a disclaimer we have him sign. Oh, okay. So I, we got some awesome listener questions this week. Uh, this week, yeah, yeah. Danny, you had listeners? the great idea. Yeah, you had the great idea of asking our <coughs> listeners um, uh, to to ask us questions. I would assume they're all. Please stop. Oh. And then I'll be like, that's not a question. <laughs> Don't worry, I'll read them anyway. <laughs> all right, guys. So okay. first question comes from uh, Seth the Mad Dog. Uh, Seth asks, "I know that guy, Mortarian Magnus Gulliman, fuck Mary Kill." Oh shit, that is a good one. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, John, you want to take this one first? Yeah. So I would say I would fuck Magnus because he could do weird psychic shit to my dick. Yeah, you wouldn't even have to or, be inside of him. Yeah, or he could like make himself appear <laughs> to not be a twenty foot tall demon uh, to me. Uh, hmm. So that would be helpful. I would. Kill Mortarian before he killed me Fair. because I couldn't be close to him, which I think, you know, thing. And then I would marry Gulliman because then he would take care of the finances. He would balance the checkbook. He would, he would clean the house. He would clean the house and stuff like that. He just kept me, keep me a made man. You wouldn't have to lift a finger. I don't no, yeah, that's no, smart. that's smart. I like yeah. that. Yeah, that, that would be uh, my three there. All right, Dave. All right. Well, I'm going to, uh, Oh, God. I'm going to kill Magnus because... Dude, he did he nothing did wrong, tons, though. He did tons of stuff wrong, and that's, <laughs> i got to kill him. You can't marry someone who makes that many mistakes. It's just not, not going to work. I'm going to... I'm going to fuck Gulliman, I Ooh, think, because, okay. uh, you know, he's what's wrong with the Imperium right now. Also, your little ultramarine and, and, boner. And, and why I'm turning Ultra to chaos. And I guess I'll marry Mortarian because that's my only choice left. Can I? Can I have two? That's how you get it, yeah. Dave. That's how can you I, get. Can I have fuck kill kill? Is, can, is that <laughs> fuck kill kill? Out of the Imperium. No, no, game. no, no. You've been you've been looking at World Eater stuff too much, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> fuck for yeah. the fuck throne. Yeah, I can't marry. Uh, it's fuck kill kill. So I kill them. I kill them both. Dang. Um, there cool. Go. All right. Wait a dodge. All right. Good. Dave's good dodge, Dave. Is, I like uh, it. His answer is just not answering the question. All right. Uh, So next next one. Dave, you're going first on this one. Yeah. Okay. Nathan asks, state of the game, Games Workshop making more badass characters. Seems like all the uh, Psychic Awakening supplements have focused on characters rather than units. Is Hero Hammer coming? I don't think so. Uh, I, I really don't. I, I feel like they're, these characters are good and they add a lot of fluff and they're really great for if you're playing narrative garage hammer games uh, so you can really flesh out stuff and, and play to your heart's content however you want. But I don't think Hero Hammer is coming. Not in the truest of sense, at least. Okay, fair enough. John? So, uh, so sort of yes, yeah, sort of no. Um, I say, like, kind of, there was a really great interview up on Goonhammer um, today, I'm dating ourselves, uh, talking to a former games designer for GW who helped kind of bring in Age of Sigmar uh, and helped kill the old world. Uh, and kind of Man, I'm not like reading that. that. I'm just going to get mad. You know, it was fantastic. He said the design How process... How is Matt Ward doing? <laughs> <laughs> he said the design process at GW is first model, then story, then rules. 
Okay. So I think what's happening is it's a combination of really cool individual models being made, fantastic stories being written, because the psychic awakening stuff coming up is just a fantastic narrative. And these yeah. great narratives are not driven by squads of people, mm. Gaunt's ghost style, right? These narratives are being driven by characters and generals. Sure. Um, and that releases to, to rules and special characters. I think the other thing that's driving this kind of wave of special characters, because I will agree we're getting like a ton of them now, but the other thing that's driving it is the monopose nature of the kits. Sure. Um, there, there's a push away from kit bashing and, and from kind of customizing your own characters. So while, yeah, there's rules for it, and you can make your own chapter master, and you can certainly still get like, I think Dave's Chaos Marines, my Chaos Marines, we have some like loyalist Marine stuff in there because it all fits together. Together. Sure. Right. But the drive right now is to, hey, look at this great looking character you can have in your army. You know, this, this monopose guys. And if you look at all of the characters that came out recently, they're just monopose special characters. Sure. Sure. So I think that's where it's kind of coming from is it's not necessarily an intentional move back to Hero Hammer. I think it's like a combination of these different things that are coming together to present that. So we're kind of coming towards like eighth and ninth edition where it's like almost like, like, um, warm horde style where you have like your warcaster special character in the center and then the force you build around him sure um, and i said that's kind of where i see it going there so and to kind of tack onto that hey, yeah danny and like, how, how would you answer that danny so i feel like this is the fastest way to get an army a new model yeah and so that's kind of the that's kind of the way i see it like you don't have to like design and build like a big sprue for a bunch of things like you can just make a character model and then be like hey cool look at this new character that we made like this is the new unit that you get for your army, which is cool and fine. Like yeah. that's totally cool, and that's just, and that's a good way to do it without having to like, it, like create a little bunch of bloat for your existing range, which is already hard for store 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 owners to carry and stuff like right. that. And uh, and the plus, there's like these models are all centerpiece models, right? Like they're all designed to look awesome on the table. Um, and the best way to make a centerpiece model is to make him like a character or your general. Also have him daintily yeah. standing on rubble, of which course. is the the recent cool thing. Or jumping off of rubble, yeah. or say, they're not daintily somehow except for Shrike. interacting with rubble. As long as they're interacting with rubble, that that's, is that's that, the key. that is that's the, key the key to get the special character keyword. <laughs> Somebody loves the Flintstones too much. <laughs> You're not standing on party rubble. <laughs> we got to get rubble on each one of these. All right, <laughs> all right. Next question. This is me answering first, out of fairness. All right, so this is a two part question. Um, but I'll ask the first part and then we'll switch and okay. ask the next part. Cool, cool. So first question, what's your favorite change to an army and why? Um, my favorite change to an army, um, I believe, I mean, there's so many over like 20 years. I think the most recent one I can think of is the, and these are, keep in mind, this is in the lens of psychic awakening. Oh, in the lens of psychic okay. awakening. Yeah. Sorry. Okay. All of these are framed about psychic awakening. Okay. The, so. Framed about Psychic Awakening, I think my favorite change to an army um, would be, honestly, and I mean, I know it's just because it's the stuff I play, but the, the chaos rules. Man, they're really good. And the legion yeah. rules and the legion traits. And really, and it's like similar in a, in a, in a short way to, to what they did with the marine supplements, where with the marine supplements when they came out, you had now five or six different marine armies that played in five or six different ways. Yep. It's the same thing with the Legion traits and the Legion rules that came from Psychic Awakening, where you have four or five different Legions in there, 
and they each play a distinctive way and they each want you to take a different composition mm-hmm. uh, to maximize it. And I love that there. And I, maybe I think it's because I like, I'm, I'm going through the night Lords omnibus at the same time as I'm playing night Lords sure. and seeing these rules, but they are so flavorful and they really are so good and so representative and they don't reinvent what a chaos space Marine army is. It just rewards you for certain compositions. And that to me is like, my biggest takeaway from Psychic Awakening sure. across all the books, right? It's not kind of fundamentally changing how stuff is played. It's cha- it's not punishing you for taking certain things and encouraging you to build in certain ways. I'm done, Dave. Yeah, nice. Good answer. Um, did you? I don't think you left anything for me to answer. Yes. So. Do, you, do you feel the same way or do you feel about the Chaos Army? That's your favorite one? No, not in the slightest. <laughs> So then the question, I guess, was um, what army for, for Psychic, like what is the change of Psychic Awakening is, is your favorite, right? I, I forget yeah. the exact yep. wording. No, that's exactly right. What's your favorite change to an army and why? Uh, during the scope of Psychic Awakening. Yes. Within the scope of, yeah. Okay. My favorite change to an army uh, is actually the Codex Space Marines, and it's the latest nerf that makes doctrines have to rotate continuously you how, can't stand how is that doctrine. a psychic awakening dave was, it's, you said it's during the scope of psychic awakening. okay so psychic within that happening. time frame so, yes, sure it's okay within the time frame okay and the reason for that is now i can officially if i really wanted to go back to playing iron hands without having people tell me how super op i am on a regular basis okay well cool. i wouldn't, wouldn't say super op it's like op man like it's, nobody bitched at me the entire time i played that almost played iron hands yeah, nobody, nobody, like maybe like when they're like when they first came out and the rules were really bad, but I don't think anybody else really I mean, complained you played about them it when they were in their top form against like top, top players. 50 also players. Playing them, though. Yeah. yeah. Whereas, you know, I play against mediocre players you who just complain. Going 40k crap center and say it's all day as yeah. well. Okay. All right. So the ne- the follow up question is switching to Sisters of Silence. It's fair. Oh, yeah. Good. Yeah. Well, yeah. no, that's Maeve, Maeve Meaton. Maybe yeah, yeah. Oh. completely oh, well, different person. Be, I'm actually taking his uh, his coaching service. I oh, see. Yeah, uh, good, good. Yeah, it's five dollars a month. I'm the only Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so, without wish listing too much, what would you what would you be the most excited for in an upcoming rules and upcoming lore? All right, so this one's me. Yep, you up, go first. Oh man, upcoming. Oh, I'm torn. I'm really torn because I really want to see some really, really good stuff come out for custodes, uh, something similar to tactical doctrine or uh, to doctrines. But at the same time, I'm starting to play with demons, and I would love to see some awesome new special demon abilities. I'm pretty sure you just, will. Ooh. Custom gods. I'm kidding. That's, that's <laughs> custom <ridiculous>. gods? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I'll take the god of Aldi's. It's uh, yeah. every every demon's a knockoff. These are uh, mud bledders. Aldi's nuts. Aldi's nuts. <laughs> All right. Um, so, John? So, I, I have two things to okay. cheat because they, they've cheated. Um, they're both going to come from the same book because the War of the Spider book is Ooh. the one I'm most excited for at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, what I want from that book, I want the Silent King to return and the Necrons to completely and fundamentally change as a faction. Man, that'd be cool. Which I, which I hope is going to happen 
based on mm-hmm. him coming back and some of the the the, the story ideas where Necrons and or Silent King made Tyranids and, and sent them off and kind of like some of the stuff they're hinting at there. Yeah. That would be great. The other thing I really want to see, and this is more far off and I don't think it'll happen, is a reunification of the Emperor's children. That'd be cool. With uh, Fabius Bile, Clone Fulgrim coming together and just kind of running the Legion uh, as a Legion, sort of similar to the way Death Guard does it, right? Or, or um, Night Lords, where they're, they're not necessarily like little war, but like kind of coming back full force. That's kind Fulgrim of a is regular. dead, right? No. No. Okay, so rather than Clone Fulgrim. But here's it. So there is a Clone Fulgrim. I believe he's in the Black Library just now. Or the Harlequins have him? Mm, so, no, he's, he's owned the by the Necrons. The oh, he's owned by the Necrons. Yeah, so, like, uh, Tracy and the Infinite imprisoned him in his, in his museum. But anyway, right. you should read the Fabius yeah, Bile books. They're, they're fantastic. Yeah. Spoilers. Um, but what I would love to see is a reunited Emperor's Children coming back with Clone Fulgrim and Fabius pulling all the strings behind the scenes. That could be cool. I think that I would be super want, cool. I, I guess Primaris, yeah. So prim, uh, not Primaris itself, but like Primaris benefited um, special Legion unit troops would also be really cool. I, I completely forgot about the War of the Spider book. Yeah, I don't give a shit about that. I just want to see Fabius twirl a mustache. And I want to see like soap opera villain level. <laughs> he can't grow any facial hair. He, can, he can't even grow any hair on the top of his head. It's too smooth. He's got long smooth hair. Smooth maybe. About, but yeah, yeah but he's got a, he's bald, dude. He's got that young Hulk Hogan haircut. Yeah, he's got. That's exactly yeah. what he's got. He's that's like a, he's like a twelve. He's like a, like a twelve head. Yeah. Let me tell you, brother. I'm here to clone you and turn you into a prime. <laughs> what you gonna do for all when my clone maniacs out your, here? <laughs> I improve your attacks by one, brother. Um, <laughs> I just want to be a Hulk maniac. All right, so. Um, Nothing stopping you. He's still alive. It's Twenty no. inch needles. No, it's it's the ra- it's the racism actually. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> it's the horrible person he's become that's stopping him. Um, let's see. Uh, for me, I just I want to see good Necron rules. That I'm really excited about that. I also really want to see uh, sisters and how they kind of come into this too. Because I'm I've been kind of like really digging that army a lot. Like oh, that that I was going to say a silence or a battle. I'm seeing both. Sure, why not? And I'm. I'm wanting to. I'm wanting to just paint some sisters for fun. Dude, the models are so good. Yeah, the multi pose kits. Yeah, really good. They're, all of them are really good. I can't wait. I placed a giant order at the store this week, so like the rest of the sister stuff comes out, and I think I ordered it all. <laughs> You're like, sure. Did you get uh, logos that I read somewhere of people taking three of the fortifications so you can hide your entire <laughs> army behind your ruins? <laughs> oh, I could do that. Yeah, if you take like three, like I think it was on like the Bifford Discord, but like if you take three of the ruins, they figured out you could hide 140 sisters behind Hell it. Hell yeah. Nice, yeah. I like it. That, God, that, he's, that's a so good, such a good looking piece yeah. of, of scenery. I'm very excited know? to build it and paint it. I'm excited to build all this stuff. I want to try uh, the... Uh, What's it called? The uh, steel wool marble effect on oh, it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna try that out. We'll see how that works. Um, okay, so next question, man. We've got we've got a decent amount of questions here, boys. Good. Yeah. yeah. All right. I'm so, glad your mom listens to us so much. <laughs> she's a she's a good listener. Tell Casey I said thanks for the questions. I will. Um, will PA make Custodes great again? John, this one's you first. I think um, probably not, but they'll be great in soup. Okay. Cool. Interesting. I think they will. I, I don't think it'll make them super overpowered. I, uh, I the, see sisters. The problem is, is that you've got fourth world stuff. 
yeah. that you have to take in. And until Forge World gets properly balanced out, your stuff is just not going to work right. But so, yeah, I yeah. think I think from the supposed rumors of, of becoming talons of the emperor again, it's, like it's not a rumor they announced to. it on uh, Warhammer Community. Actually, yeah, that's what I said. Yeah, okay, yeah. okay, yeah. good. I mean, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, having Sisters of Silence actually be part of that benefits them quite a bit. Here's being able to take a null unit to negate some of the uh, the psychic power stuff is just really strong. So I think the problem with that though is that people assume they will be troops. They will absolutely not be troops. I don't know. So I, I, mean, I, I don't I, think. I think they will be you know an elite I, choice. Take their elite just, choices right now. Right, right. So I think they'll stay that. And and your custodes list isn't that elite slot pretty jam packed as is. Well, what if they do more than just have a single uh, type of unit where it's you know instead of just the sisters that are an elite choice? What if they also get a choice that ends up being a troop choice? They have three different choices in the book right now. Um, yeah. Like so, they're all three different well, elite they're only choices. In the index right now, right? Uh, no, they released a White Dwarf article with them. Oh, did they? Okay. Yep. Um, so they have uh, three different choices. They're all the same, though. Yeah. So I hope that they release an HQ choice for them. I think that would be really cool. Um, just to have like a character that can buff them maybe or give them right. like captain rerolls or something, that'd be fun. Um, like I said, yeah. I, it's the right step. I think it makes the army more viable for the next codex. Sure. If, if that makes sense. Um, but I think releasing another elite slot into Custodes isn't going to do huge. I mean, it's nice to have some more psychic defense. I think they'll get some backfield objective holders, though, which I sure. think is yeah. which I think is nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. So, yes, yeah, sort of. I guess is the answer. All right. I mean, I think it'll make them t- higher tier than they currently are. And then Necrons are Necrons going to be good? What do you guys think about that? No, Necrons are hot garbage. Name <laughs> that plays them as Eat garbage. All of the dicks. I'm I'm sorry. That was not directed at you, Danny. It was directed at people that actually play them competitively and try for the ITC best. So Necrons are in an interesting position, right? Because they're they're an army where their design and the way they play is incredibly in line with their story and yeah, and, and who they are, right? And you have possibly this great character coming back. Um, and we've also seen, we've had armies like Grey Knights, uh, who before weren't great. Right. And, and now they're and a top tier. one absolutely. Psychic Awakening, they are a top tier army now. So I feel if we have a Psychic Awakening come with some reanimation protocol buffs. If oh, we, God, no. If we have like a special character like the Silent King coming back, which he will. Um, like I, I'm almost certain of it at this point. I mean, I have no proof of that, but right. I'm 90% sure we're going to get a Silent King model as like the Necrom one. And then, please just flayed ones. That's, that's all I want. Oh, man. Plastic flayed ones would be plastic so Plastic flayed rad. ones. Yeah. I, um, I would like to see a box with plastic flayed ones, and I don't think that has anything to do with the Silent King, though, so that I don't know how they would bring those two together. Well, if Silent King invented Tyranids and flare disease. But anyway, <laughs> anyway, War of the Spider is being heavily publicized and heavily promoted this early on, and is not just on the back of Fabius Bile. Wait, so I'm has th- it? Yeah, yeah. Other, other than just the pre, the one preview they did already, they've announced it. They've talked about the preview of Fabius Bile. Um, I that, think that's all. That's all they've done. That's, that's all they've done. Yep. But still, that, to to me, that's that's a lot because like you don't just do like little teaser images for for small things, right? <laughs> I don't. I don't feel so. I know it's like I think War of the Spider is going to be honestly a gateway into ninth. One hundred percent. I could see a box. Yep, a, ninth, a ninth box set. With based on tied around the war of the spider easily, so I think there's going to be a lot coming out of that book. I think storyline wise, there's going to be a lot coming out of that book. 
Um, I think it's going to take Necrons to a, a very good army. I don't say probably top tier. I think it'll put them in line with Chaos. I think they are so close to top tier right now that it wouldn't take very much for them to be nope. They're yeah, the best. It's right. Kind of like Tau was, was up top hanging on still against Space Marines and Psychic Awakening really pushed them, in my opinion, over the top. Yeah, it's but, it's, it's all good stuff, but uh, I'm excited to see where yeah, it goes. we'll see where it goes. Yeah. All right, so next question. Uh, how do you come back from burnout? Space Marines ruined it for me recently, and it's been hard for me to want to get back into the system. That's why I've been doing more Age of Sigmar recently. Man, what a great question. It yeah. really is. I, honestly, coming back from burnout is difficult. You need to temper your expectations and pick up different games like Titanicus is, is a great thing to go to. It kind of allows you to play without playing. You it's know? a palate cleanser, right? Yeah. And sometimes it's just what you need to get a little bit of help to, to get you back into it. Like sometimes painting models for me, uh, like I've said in the past, painting models for me gets tiresome unless I get a challenge. Like if I have a challenge where somebody says, Hey, we're going to paint this one model crazily and call it a day, you know, uh, and you just get to have fun doing whatever you want with that. And then it's kind of like a nice little palette cleanser to get you back into painting 11 bajillion Marines or Eldar or Tyranids. Sure. Yeah. Well, it helps to break up some of the, like painting those hordes or like, you know, just your rank and file guys with painting the character as like a reward every once in a while. That's what I've always heard is a good, uh, like a good way to get through a lot of stuff. And I've done that before and it's really worked well for me. Right. Yeah, it, that works. It does 100%. Man, what a what a what a tough question. Um, I've suffered from major burnout before, but like, I think major from burnout. from from my situation, it's, it's sort of <laughs> Did you unique, just salute right? Dave. I, yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah. So for the past five years, on top of playing forty k and painting and hobbying and doing that stuff, I've also done the podcast. I think over that course of time, I've missed two episodes um, overall. So that's highest rate episodes ever. Uh, pff, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, why do you think I keep coming back to keep you guys grounded in my shittiness? Doesn't want us to eclipse him for those two episodes you missed. So like that's a hundred and oh. almost 130 episodes. We do like an hour and a half hold time. So almost 300 hours of talking hold on, about, hold on, hold on just a second. Okay. Danny, do you remember the episode that we did with a uh, former, uh, former member Ted, where we were talking about the dildos and the slanish stuff and just absolutely crazy. And then afterwards we figured out that he hadn't been recording the entire episode oh so far. We God. wanted to murder him. Yeah. Yep. That was true. Yep. Yeah. Yep. John, I'm so glad you're here. <laughs> so like, uh, so burnout, it's real and it needs to be managed. Cause there's times where I'm like, fuck, I just, I don't want to deal with 40 K and I look at it and it's a Wednesday and I'm like, well, shit, I'm going to deal with 40 kids today. I guess I guess. I'm talking about it. Yeah. Um, so the, the way I manage burnout is kind of like what Dave and Danny already said, like palate cleansers. Right. So like, I start playing Titanicus or I'll, I'll paint an age of Sigmar miniature and age of Sigmar is a great palate cleanser for 40 K. Yep. I got to say the other thing to do uh, is kind of piggybacking off of what Dave said about setting realistic expectations. If I'm burnt out on 40 K, I'm not going to go to a tournament because I'm not in control of that experience. That's and, true. And if I'm already burnt out, then that is not going to do anymore because if I go there, there's no guarantee that I won't play against three iron hands players pre FAQ or right. play against this or play against that. I have no control over that. So what I want to start doing is I want to start hitting up my friends and be like, Hey, I really want to play a 40 uh, game of 40 K just don't want to play space Marines. 
And if you have those relationships, then Danny's going to be like, oh, that's cool. And he'll come kick my ass with a tower or something like that. <laughs> um, but like having those conversations and setting those expectations and being realistic with myself and what situations I put myself in is important. Yeah. Um, the other thing that super helped against burnout is, is my planning. So I've been a big believer on doing one hour of hobbying a day. And for me, like this year, I've kind of expanded that to hobbying can be reading my new Titanicus book. It can be assembling miniatures, painting miniatures, but every day I'm going to do one hour of something and holding myself accountable to that, especially when I'm looking at things like um, painting is super helpful because especially with my chaos stuff, I'm seeing just the progress I'm making and mm-hmm. all the different painted stuff I'm having. And like, yeah, when, you're crushing it this year. Yeah. I mean, like Danny and Dave are coming over and like, when the fuck did you paint Mortari? And I'm like, oh, over the course of the last week, just like an hour a night. Nice. Um, yeah. So, so kind of doing that is really helpful for me for burnout. Um, but then also really just being honest with myself and even just going to Danny and Dave and be like, hey guys, I'm really fucking burnt out in 40K right now. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. We'll do this. And then we just Let's do that. Let's make some off 40K fun time um, sketches, you know, and just have fun with it. Right. Sure. Right. So, yeah, that, that's a kind of, uh, or let's watch some Nicolas Cage movies. Fuck yeah, they were so good. Yeah, Velasa <laughs> Pastor. Yeah, man, Dave, Dave, you missed out when you were on quarantine. But we watched a Nicolas Cage movie that was terrible, but worth it just because there was a water gun fight between Nicolas Cage and his girlfriend's daughter while they were cleaning a motorbike, and his girlfriend's daughter was possessed by the spirit of his dead ex-wife. But the, the this happiest sounds amazing. That it's really not. It's a terrible fucking no, movie. Dave, his girlfriend could only see the dead if she was being choked. So there were all these times where she she had to be choked. <laughs> so Nicholas Cage choking this woman. Oh my god, dude. Oh. Anyway, anyway, oh. yeah. So that yeah, burnout. All right. So what we got? I gotta go find this movie and watch it. (laughs) Next question. I I own it digitally. (laughs) Why is there such a segregation between AOS players and 40k players? Both games are awesome and have amazing models, so there must be something behind it. I think genres. Yeah. Yeah. But that's me. Uh, One uh, Age of Sigmar (laughs) is still recovering from its terrible launch. Yeah. Um, It was launched incredibly poorly. Um, It was aimed at modelers, not gamers. Um, and they played up too much of the farcical aspects of it. It's still recovering from that. Yeah, I agree with um, that. You, you have Warhammer Fantasy Battles that was such a beloved game system by the three people who played it. Um, but the Hold problem, on. There's two people in this chat, in, the, in this podcast right now that played it. It's fair. That's fair. Yeah. Um, but but well, no, all three of us. All three of us played the original Warhammer Fantasy Battle. I mean, that's what got me into GW. Um but again, going back to that, to GW was just uh, you know, it strippers. was it was Egrim Van Horseman that got me playing oh, GW man, games. That model was cool because because I saw him in a window and he looked cool. Um, and then I played Bretonians. Um, but <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> it does because they were part of the plastic box set. And I was a poor child. Um, but that that transition was handled so poorly that people still have a sour yeah. taste about it. Like you like even talk now and it's like, oh yeah, where you have a bigger mustache, you win. Ha ha ha. <laughs> or like when they make the fun rule about Skaven, how if you roll a 13 on two dice, then you win. But then they accidentally leave a mechanic in where you could actually <laughs> you do, do that. Yeah. Um, so stuff like that still leaves a sour taste, right? And then General's Handbook came and it's great. But right now it seems to be sort of like a testing ground for future 40K ideas. Um, and I think when more people pick up on that, they go back. The thing that kills me more than anything and makes me just 
despise Age of Sigmar sometimes, and Danny, I know you agree with me on this one, is the double turn. Oh, God. It, it doesn't feel good. It's no. it's the seizing of Age of Sigmar, right? Because when I get a double turn, I don't feel good about it. You don't feel good about it. And that's a fundamental flaw in its design. It has a mechanic where it just feels shitty to both people to do. I agree. Dave. Yeah. Uh, I agree with everything John just said. I think the main segregation is that Age of Sigmar uh, models, uh, because they're producing so many more brand new armies and new uh, stuff like that, is there? Uh, they are suffering really badly right now from the newest army is hands down the best, and that's a big problem with no fixing really. Yeah, and well, I think some of, they have two very distinctive set of writing teams. Right now, so you have some books like Hidden Knights of Slanesh and Ozark Bone Reapers who are so power wise in line with each other, but with everything else just so over the top. And then you have other stuff like Free Cities, which is, is still strong, but nowhere near in the league yeah, uh, of what it is. So you have kind of very disparate power levels of releases, and like the, the Ogre Kingdoms book that came out as well, um, or whatever the fuck they're calling them now so they can copyright it. Ogre Ma Tribes. The Maw Tribes, right? So so that book came out, and that's good, but it's nowhere near in the level of these Bone Reapers and Hedonites. So I think, again, it, just, it seems like you have these two separate teams making stuff and just not testing against each other. Um, yeah. And Dave, you're and, coming and through great. great. Yeah. <laughs> they are. And I would say, honestly, the AOS models are better than the 40K models. Oh, heads and tails. Like, I'm almost going out, like, I'm almost saving right now to go and buy a, um, a High Elf army. Oh man, those models because are those gone. models are, are so fucking good. They make me want to play so bad. Yeah, I agree. So yeah. All right. Next question: Would you guys possibly try in your narrative campaign to use the cities of death rules? I personally recommend using them at smaller points because even at fifteen hundred, I find they easily add one to two hours to the game. Dave, I'm not familiar with death with the cities of death rules. Then we absolutely will use them. <laughs> Um, I looked. Yeah, at the, yes, you are. We used them in the last campaign we played. <laughs> that's not the cities of death. What yeah, that? that's urban conquest. Urban oh, conquest, yeah, but that's yeah. the same, same thing. fucking thing. So yeah, it's 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 a bunch of extra different layers of rules, <laughs> and it's something. So <laughs> as I guess the de facto GM for the campaign that we're doing, where I'm kind of looking at everything we have and, and deciding missions of that. Cities of death is definitely something I'm looking at as throwing in there. I think that's the great thing about 40K right now is there's so much variety, right? Yeah. Um, so we're doing these narrative slash open missions where it can get to a point where points-wise, Dave might have like a 6,000-point army and me and Danny are sitting we're like 2,000 points of chaff. Sure. I'm not I'm not painting 6,000 points. Oh, yeah, you absolutely yeah, you are. you fucking you're, are. You're contractually <laughs> obligated to. I hate you guys or so much. Or you have to quit. <laughs> But in that I'm situation, out for a round two anyway, so it's not going to matter. Oh, well, so <laughs> pretty typical. <laughs> um, but but in that situation, what I'm going to do is look at it, and if Danny has like say one Heldrick in his army, and I have one Heldrick, and Dave has one Heldrick, well, guess what? We're doing a Death from the Skies mission now yeah. to kind of balance it out. Awesome. So well, I, that just sounds awesome. I mean, That's we'll probably end up doing that anyway. But uh, like, so so I'm kind of using. How late is the hobby store open? I got to go buy a Heldrick. No, this late. Um, but like uh, that's kind of where I'm looking at for that. So definitely, I would pull something in from Cities of Death to use a horrible term that probably is said daily in GW. If the narrative demands me to use a Cities of Death mission, so what I'm trying to do is craft three player missions that are thematic and fair, um, and and 
speak to the story I'm trying to tell with our three arms. Sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And we may have to like, we may bring in some, some people to play like third party armies against us. Yeah. Like, which would be, which could be pretty fun too. Which would be pretty fun. But so. yeah. So like, and, and part of that, like the story we told with our first mission, which was just the warlords was, I betrayed both of them and, and teleported away. And then Dave betrayed Danny by escaping and destroying I the only other I did not. I thought he was going to get you off okay. Fucking I, I was just getting the one guy out of the way so that he could get in the other escape pod. So I, I took, we were buddies. So I, I took that, so. I took that narrative and then your insolence. I looked at what was being added. So Dave through his Couldn't random role of you. is adding a Lord discordant to his army. So his army right now is just kind of a smash captain and a, a Lord discordant. <laughs> And then Danny's Seems army. Perfectly fair. Danny is bringing uh, a um, bringing a squad of Terminators, right? Yep. Uh, and I am bringing kind of a squad of Plague Marines and a squad of Poxwalkers. So it makes sense in my head that narratively, Dave thinks we're all dead. So him and his Warpsmith are going to pick up this relic in the center of the table. Um, I am going to pick up this relic because I assume Danny and Dave are both dead. So I take just my basic troops to walk to the center of the table. Danny knows we are both alive and is very pissed. So he's getting his elite Terminator bodyguard to deep strike down and attack both of us. Yep. So we're essentially next mission. Once we're all able to get back together, again, I'm going to be playing the relic because that's what this demands. And thematically, we can kind of go from there because it makes sense that Dave would go without an escort when he thinks all of his enemies are dead. And it makes sense that I would go with just my random fucking dudes to pick up stuff. 100%. And it yep. would make yep. sense that Danny would get his elite bodyguard to find both of us and murder us. Yep, I'm, I'm ready to murder. <laughs> Danny doesn't care about the relic. Danny's nope. here for blood. I just want revenge. So yeah, that, I mean, that's a really long answer uh, to that, but that's kind of where I'm at with that. Heck yeah. Dave, do you have any addendums you would like to make? No, no, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. All right, we got our last question. Ooh. All right, so this question is, how many toasters are enough toasters? Hey, Rob. <laughs> the, the question is, is, is how much toast are you trying to make? I mean, I think enough toasters really was a couple editions ago, but they, they keep making them, and they keep giving, like, wings. Now there's flying toasters. There's horseback toasters. Uh-huh. There's toasters who loosely hover like they want to be grav tanks and be awesome, but they're not. You know, it's too many already. It's a lot. Yeah. Um, three. Three. Three toasters is too many. So I just got up. enough. I just looked up. I looked my little uh, four slice toaster has mm-hmm. six settings. Okay. So assuming I want all of the bread to be the same warmth and readiness, but different levels of toasting, then I would do setting one and setting two in the first toaster, setting three, setting four in the second toaster, setting five, seven, setting six on the third toaster. Nice. So okay. yeah, why don't you just buy one of the big toasters they use at like a, you know, kind of fucking crazy breakfast. hotel bed and breakfast you think I'm running where I'm going to need to have like 24 toast capacity in one machine. So, I mean, really, then you just need one toaster, though. That's all I'm saying. So Ever. one. Well, the, really, the answer is one toaster. It just has to be the right name. size for the job yeah, that you it just, need. It just has to be super big. Rob says, trick question, no such number exists. Wrong. We just, Wrong. We just answered that. We specifically yeah. answered that. All right. And that kind of goes over our listener questions. Thanks so much for submitting these guys. This was super fun. I'm really glad oh, yeah. we got to yeah, do this. It really was. Yeah. yeah. And we'll, we'll be right back. You've mastered the art of the Stanley. You've downloaded the ITC Battles app. You've loaded your dice to guarantee your charge. 
Now perfect your game with Mob Rules measuring accessories. Made of the finest acrylic and carrying the skill of the Danny, the tactics of the Dave, and something positive about John. Get yours now at hammerheadgames.net. And we're back. We are back. We're so back. back. Danny, thank yeah. you for setting up. That uh, Q&A session was quite wonderful. Even yeah, it was enjoyable. If I did have to stay off Discord, I even turned off notifications. Uh-huh. Because otherwise it shows me literally the entire question. <laughs> but I'm like, no, I'm going to turn off notifications there. Um, I'd like to do that again sometime. That's pretty fun. For sure, yeah, we should definitely um, do that again. And then, yeah, so we posted that up on our, our Patreon Discord. Uh, we'll even put it up on a Facebook page as well for, for maximum shit talking. Oh, yeah. I, I think it would be nice it if there. we do it again to yeah. do it uh, where we get the listener into the uh, chat on Discord and let him actually ask the question himself oh, to the three yeah. of us instead of having one of us so, be the so, so maybe, maybe I like it. Maybe I can set that up next time so I'll actually record people saying it. Yeah. Nice. We'll, we'll see. We'll see. Um, yeah, so that's that's about it for us. Uh, upcoming next couple of weeks here, we have Saga of the Beast coming, which I know <sighs> super excited about there. Gasgol, man, yeah. they previewed some rules. That guy can fuck. <laughs> oh, is, is that what he's doing? Dude, oh, 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 yeah. Don't let you him anywhere I, near I you. Think he, I think he's crap. Uh, Much like me and your mom, if you put me within an inch of her. John, you know? <laughs> I just uh, oh wait that's just what the internet is saying because they don't understand how interactions work half the time. I think he's really I think he's really solid. I think he's really solid. Is there better choices? Yeah, but I think you can build a really solid golf army around him. I think he's really fun. I think you I can think put him in an army. Him. Yeah. yeah, I think you can do a lot with him. Uh, he's got a two up when he's next to Makari. So which he should always be. What? No, he does he not have a two, a two plus invulnerable save. What Makari gives a bubble? I thought. Of a six plus field no pain. Yeah. Is it, oh, is it Makari just has a two up because he's lucky. He's super lucky. Super lucky. Uh, we also get our first Primaris Space Wolf character yeah, who looks, looks amazing jumping well, off of rubble. Second. Best looking Primaris special character they made, made so a, far. Uh, Lieutenant. Oh, that's right. That a Primaris. First named Primaris Space Wolf character. Right. Um, and then after that, we go into Engine War, which is toasters versus uh, emotions versus uh, knights. <laughs> Both variety. Uh, I'm excited to see what they do Man, with Chaos Demons. Oh, dude, I cannot wait to see. I want to see Chaos Knights so bad. So, so, so here's the thing for me, right? Chaos Demons are in a weird spot right now where they're really not great. But again, we've seen Grey Knights. And I know Wallace just did amazing things with Demons. But... Um, yeah. We've seen Grey Knights turn really quickly. We're going to see Necrons, I feel, turn really quickly. I think the same thing is going to go with Demons. Demons are going to get some nasty, nasty stuff from this. Yep. Um, and then after that, War of the Spider, which, God, that's exciting. Yeah, is, is we'll, we'll, see, we'll see if it's going to be War of the Spider. Oh. We don't know yet. Oh, well, that's I fair. I think, I was going to say, isn't there one in between? I, um, I think there's two more? two more after oh Engine War. Yeah. Oh, why are they yeah, got, teasing uh, me so hard Death on this? Watch, you've got Sisters of Battle still. I Technically, you have them. Necrons. I, and to be fair, War of the Spider could not might not be the last it one. It might not be, but I've already painted all my stuff purple and gold. I have narrative reason to change to that <laughs> Legion if it has better <laughs> rules. <laughs> yeah, what's your narrative reason? They're cooler. <laughs> well, they, they've table. always been Emperor's children. They've always what been purple and gold. Yeah. Yeah, what are you talking oh, yeah. about? You mean like Mortarian? <laughs> <laughs> See, you shut your fucking mouth, Danny. That's, <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's about all I can say on that one. Oh, yeah, man. I know. <laughs> oh, man. I just, uh, these upcoming releases are 
so good looking. The only thing that sucks is Engine Wars getting some new models that are just hot garbage, in my opinion. What are what are the models are they getting? I don't know. The the I my wings don't flap, Flyboys, and um, oh, the they're getting amazing. That's right. All that cool Admac shit is coming out with Engine yep. War. Like no, six John, new we all units. Agreed that we would not. We would just lie about. We thought it was garbage. Remember, oh, all those amazing, beautiful garbage models are coming out yeah. with Engine War. Maybe eight. I think seven at least. Seven new models. Seven new units. Some something. Cr- seven yeah, new because units the for them? the plane is three. Yeah, the plane is three different variants. Oh, there's okay, two yeah. variants of Flappy Boys, and there's two variants of Dog Riders. Yeah. Hey, hey. So, uh, yeah, that's you know, all if coming you up. To play Cyber Dogs. Why not just play Space Wolves? They're getting amazing new rules. They are getting amazing. I don't new like rules. Vikings. No. Hey, uh, that's just, a lie. Just before we go, I want to. Per- Viking. Uh, I want to provide some some stuff here before we clock out. We're going to have the last two weeks of YouTube context, uh, comments out of context without telling you what video they're from. Oh, cool. Uh, so someone says, very nice. Oh, nice. Uh, Thanks, man. For sweet God's sake, please put a timestamp on the Grey Knights part. <laughs> okay. Uh, love how you talk about all these podcasts, but provide no links or spellings. Ton search for them. I give up on adding the others. And that's been our YouTube comments for the past two weeks. Nice. <laughs> uh, We're so popular. We have like 69 new uh, followers, though. Nice. Uh, we did get a bunch of new ones, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so what, what that last person was talking about was the uh, Rogue Trader Network, which is our coalition of podcast pals, yep. uh, starting, of course, on the very far <laughs> south. We're going to go geographically for this. So, oh, okay. So, so, so who, well, wait, wait. Who's the furthest south, though? Mm. Hold on. Yeah, we're the Rogue Trader Network. Where yes, podcasting is magic. Yeah, podcasting <laughs> is magic. No, it's uh, not. Well, well, let's start with the, the the original, the best, the the most attractive, uh, the highest ITC placed one, uh, the Mob Rules podcast. Yep. Uh, <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> thanks, Danny, for for letting that be true. <laughs> Mob Rules, humblest of uh, 40k shit talking podcasts, uh, coming so to you humble. every two weeks. Uh, then we have our other uh, founders in Seth and the Dangly Boys, um, the good old Dukes and the of Dangly Girl. Yeah, and the Dangly Girl, the Dukes of Hazard of uh, 40k podcasting. Ooh. Ooh, does that make Seth Uncle Jesse Cooter or? Uh, I don't or know Boss enough Hog. about that show to answer. Clearly, that Boss Hog. Clearly. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly. So, yeah. <laughs> Fucking calling you out, man. Ooh, wait, which one's Roscoe Pico train? The girl. What? No, the girl has to be Daisy. Who even is Roscoe that? Roscoe Pico train is the sheriff. Roscoe Pico train. He's not saying three different names. <laughs> yeah. All right. So moving on to a yeah, show because Dangly the, Boys. Yeah. I've never seen that um, show before. After, after that, we have the High Lords of Terra um, coming at you, too. I yep, think they're geographically next. Like a, a fine NBC drama. Oh, yeah. Sure. They're the law and order to our uh, mad TV. <laughs> we're, we're, we're the house where <laughs> shit doesn't make sense for the first hour, but then they wrap it up neatly in the last five minutes. Uh, and then we have the the uh, 40, uh, the NZ40 Cabal. Yep. Uh, which sick. is just for, again, I, I take feedback great. So it's N. Z four zero cabal with a K with a K because it's like 40 K, but 40 cabal 40 K Abel. 
40k apple uh, covering the New Zealand, which I'm assuming is some made up island off the coast of the firmament. Who fucking knows? Uh, who dude? fucking knows? But they cover that uh, New Zealand 40k I think ITC. They have elves and hobbits, right? Uh, I think so. No, only if, only as extras. <laughs> only as extras. Yeah, no, they sure do. So if we had to now, now we've equated the other uh, podcasts as shows from either the past or current running shows. What Danny, what would your take of the NZ 40 cabal uh, be in relation to American television? Oh man, that's a great one. Uh, that's a really good question, Dave. Um, so I'm equating it. Do I have to pick a network? No, you no. can just you can pick just, just a TV show if you show. want. Oh, sure. You okay. Can go network if you want to. If you thought maybe it was like the HGTV, you know, of podcasts or <laughs> the, the Oprah Network of podcasts. Now I can't get that out of my head. Now it's like House Hunters International or something. I don't know. Uh, it's truth. <laughs> I was I was thinking after listening to them, they're they're kind of like daytime soaps, you know. <laughs> Well, I mean, New Zealand and Australia are basically the same place, so oh, yeah. clearly it's the crocodile hunter of our uh, network. Uh, oh, man. Absolutely. As a Scottish person who's being called English, I completely agree with that line of thought and in no way imagine them being offended by that. But check out all the great shows. If you no, like... No, guys, it's Flight of the Concords. I mean, come on. That's fair. That's yeah. fair, yeah. Sorry, um, all I can picture is them playing their games me like, Crikey, I'm going to take me venom and shove it right up his ass. Cool, I rolled one. Um... Uh, so yeah, definitely. If you like this show, one, what the fuck is wrong with you? And two, <laughs> check out uh, either Dangly Boys, uh, High Lords of Terror, or Forty uh, NZ Forty Cabal. Uh, but not all of them. That's too much. Maybe just, all at once. No. <laughs> just pick one, one. One final question, John. Yeah. Uh, will you take the time to put the links in uh, the description for the podcast on both uh, formats. I will say the last time I tried to put a link in the description, it didn't. It made us get kicked off of Apple Podcasts for like two episodes, but I probably nice. won't. Um, but I will spell them in the descriptions. Nice. So you can Google, you're a grown adult listener. You found this shit. You can find other shit. All right, yes. I'll, somehow. I'll go in and edit the YouTube after it posts. Beautiful, Dave. That's 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 what you're there for. I will hopefully be awake anyway. Fingers really crossed. Nice sharing. Yeah. Hopefully. Hopefully. Um, but hopefully. yeah, hopefully. So, Hey, uh, I want to also, Hey, check out 40 K stat center. We, we made a really nice post about them at the start oh, of this episode. They are good guys. Uh, Falcon is a great guy. But Val is a great a, guy. Just stat center. Nothing um, else. But yeah, uh, we will definitely be, by the way, making, uh, an, uh, an audio bumper into our tournament games, ripping that off because we like crap center too much. Um, mm. but yeah, definitely check those guys out. Um, and then we will see you in two weeks to hopefully talk about some furries two weeks. and some mushrooms. Mushrooms. So anyway, for more rules, I've been John. I've, I've been Danny. We'll see you next time. Yeah.